That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By, presented by Superbook Sports on your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to maybe the worst loss in the years that I have been doing the Mile High Hoops podcast. I think the first season we started was 2017. It was 17 or 18, I forget. It was me and Earl Boykins, and we've... Hey, look, it's the NBA, okay? And these seasons are just marathons and massively long, and uh, it can get monotonous, and you're going to have bad losses. Every single team in this league, I do not care who you are, what your seating or stature is, if you have the MVP or not, okay? Whether you're going to the Hall of Fame or not, every single team has losses that are horrible, But this one, on Tuesday evening, at home, to the Detroit Pistons, who came in with a 3-14 record and an 0-for-10 away from Detroit. This is a team that had lost 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 in a row, and 10 of their last 11 And like I said, lost every single opportunity outside of Detroit. And they pick up their first road win of the season in Denver. You you can't make it up. Guys, you can't make it up. And if you're... You know who's the owner of the of the of the Detroit Pistons? Is it Tom Gores? I I I I think. Um, Goodness, this. And and here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I was there for it. I drove downtown and sat in traffic. I I and and I'll give him a shout out. Chris Fusilay, owner of the Blake Street Tavern, massive sports bar in Denver, uh, has incredible. Um, incredible season tickets in in the sixth row at center court. All right, so I'm not bitching, um, you know, about like you know. It, it, well, I guess I kind of was, but um, <laughs> I got great tickets. I got hooked up, and I'm like, I'm going to this game, even though Nikola Jokic isn't playing, even though Jamal Murray's not playing. Um, wasn't sure about Aaron Gordon, although he got cleared earlier in the day. I'm like, whatever. I got an I got an opportunity to get out of the house. Uh, going into a long weekend, I'm going to hit up a, a buddy of mine, Ryan Konigsberg from DNVR, who I you know get to see maybe every other month or something, uh, but we're great friends. And I'm like, hey, let's go to the game. He's like, I'm in. Like, even though it's a, I, I, I think I think the I think the verbiage I used was um, in the text. Even though it's an ass cheeks matchup, it's great seats and it's an NBA game. And then come to find out, I'm driving down there and I see a tweet from Katie Wingy. That says um, Jokic is warming up, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" So I open my SuperBook app, uh, in which I do my sports gambling on, and like the line is like suspended, like got taken down. I'm like, "Wait, holy crap! Is it possible that that the that that Jokic could play?" Well, not only did Nikola Jokic play, Jamal Murray plays as well. Oh, and Aaron Gordon's back. You got your dudes. 
You got your freaking dudes. And then, and then you realize, and I, I, well, I, I put this together before um, finding out uh, this, but like Cade Cunningham wasn't going to play that um, uh, Sadiq Bey, who I'm a huge fan of. I think we've even talked about him before here on the podcast. Watch him uh, at Villanova develop. Obviously a big fan of, of that program, especially when it was um, uh, ran by, by Jay Wright and um, watch him develop as a pro, and I'm like, oh, wait, he's not going to play either? Oh, oh, and Isaiah Stewart, who I actually talked about a couple years back in the offseason um, as a potential draft pick for the Nuggets coming out of uh, Washington. Um, I was like, wait, he's not going to play either? Oh, my gosh, this is going to be like a 15-point spread. And it, it was like six and a half during the day, and then it like grew and grew. I think it was like, I think it got up to like, Maybe 12, 12 and a half, something like that. Um, and I, I stayed away from it. Stayed away from it. Took a under 227. And we'll get to why the, the, the under was, was relevant in this game here, um, which, which hit the final score 110-108. But um, this, was, this was, I'm giving you the context leading up to the game, but this was, guys, as piss poor of a basketball game against a piss poor opponent that I could remember. And there's been some stinkers. I remember a loss uh, at home to a bad Sixers team when they were doing the rebuild process and Embiid didn't play and they came in here and won. I remember a, a loss to a, a, a Hawks team that was like 2-14 and 14 or something at the time that came into Denver and won. Um, shoot, we just talked about a bad loss uh, maybe a week and a half ago against the New York Knicks. So, But this one takes the cake because this is not – this this was not an average team. This is not a below average team. This is the worst team. This is the worst team in the NBA, along with uh, who else? Like Houston. I mean, this is this is the Pistons down two of their three best players, right? So like maybe along with the Rockets, uh, Pistons and Rockets, two worst teams. Whatever you could p- pick, who's the worst? But for the purpose of this conversation, the Pistons are the freaking worst team in the NBA. Um, it was inexcusable for uh, 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 many reasons. And and let me just say this. This was not a, a dead arena. This was like a holiday weekend. And, and, and I can't rem- and it wasn't a weekend. It's, it's during the week, but, you know, the way that people's work schedule works and whatever. Um, and I wasn't sure if this was going to be like a half-empty arena, um, which that would have been my bet coming in. Um, I just don't remember the historical context of what games like this look like around Thanksgiving. But my assumption was that it was going to be an empty arena. Newsflash, it wasn't. Every single seat was filled. This was a sellout on a Tuesday night against the Detroit Pistons. So there's not even like a, oh, the arena was dead. There was no vibe. No. The most dead people in the arena, it was like, I felt like the little kid in Sixth Sense. Like, I see dead people, and they're wearing Nuggets jerseys. Man, you talk about a team with no spirit. And I, and I get it. And you can you could frame this puppy however you want and tell me about oh, the reintegration period and these guys were sick and they didn't play basketball in a week and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Guys, it was the Detroit Pistons who were 0 for 10 on the road. This is not the game to make excuses. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about trap game this. Uh, no, this was a horrible, atrocious Lost in front of a lost in front of a sold out crowd in your home arena. I I I can't explain it. I can't explain it. This um, let's go, let's go through a couple of the personnel here. 
Um, I thought Jokic was really good um, when he uh, had the basketball. I mean, this is a guy who, like, 31 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, a steal, a block. Um, the, uh, the, the ball security wasn't great, turned it over a little bit too much, but I thought Jokic was mostly great um, and unstoppable when he chose to be unstoppable. 12 of 16 from the floor, missed four total shots. My question is, why wasn't that 25 shots? There is nobody on the Detroit Pistons that can stop Nikola. They don't even have a center. Who, 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 who is their center in the starting five that can guard freaking Jokic? Who, who, who is that? Bagley? Who, who, who is it? Uh, uh, Duran coming off the bench? No, no one can guard Jokic, and this is a problem. We've talked about this for too long, and it's, it's, it's become less of a problem in, in recent years. But Nikola needs to be more domineering with his disposition, with his vocal cords. All that is, is, is leadership. And down the stretch of that game, first of all, you get a, the team gets an F for the execution down the stretch of the game, and just an utter failure, okay? Um but for Jokic not to touch the ball in the last handful of possessions where everything's on the line, touching it in a meaning, meaningful way, right? From like a, 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 um, you know, a kill zone for him, you know, uh, mid to high post, elbow, block, short corner, whatever. Get him the freaking basketball. And the fact that he wasn't demanding it in those moments is problematic. No one could stop him. Why is he not touching the ball? First of all, it should be incumbent upon every single nugget that's out there with him to get him the basketball. But if that's not happening, which it wasn't, Nicola has got to uh, just take the reins of that thing. And and if he didn't do it, which he didn't, Michael Malone has to do it. Guys, that was a failure down the stretch of that fourth quarter. It just was. It just well, and it was failure all around. I don't want to reduce the 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 loss just to the last couple of possessions. It should have never came to that. The loss started when the Nuggets got down eight to zero uh, against the freaking Pistons. So, I mean, this was a, this was a Pistons team that was up thirteen at one point. It's just 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 inexcusable. And you're waiting for the Nuggets to wake up and play with urgency. O- outside of um, Nicola and and probably Aaron Gordon, I just didn't see the urgency. And you know Michael Porter Jr. was was okay. You know um, you, you you look at the you look at the box score seven to fifteen in thirty three minutes. Um, the three point shot wasn't falling for him, but you know I thought he was a little bit better on the glass. Finished with eighteen points. He wasn't uh, he wasn't like MPJ like was not a, a reason why they lost, but he also wasn't enough reason uh, why they won on both ends. Um, Jamal Murray was awful, guys. That was the worst. Uh, that was the worst game I've seen Jamal Murray play in person. Um, it wasn't just about the numbers, and the numbers say he went 3 of 12, 0 for 2 from 3, um, scored 10 points, 4 of those were from the free throw line, but it w- that dude looked like he ate 3 Big Macs before taking the floor. And if you're if you're too sick to play, you shouldn't be out there. Um, and, and you would think even a, even a 70% Jamal and a 70% effort and a 70% execution and performance would be good enough to beat the Pistons, but it wasn't 70%. It was like 40%. Um, so yeah, maybe he shouldn't have been out there. I, I don't know, but he was slow, but slow in two ways. 
slow in actually his physical performance, like moving around as a as a uh, professional athlete, but also slow in just getting things started. This was a team that was down in the second half, um, not by a possession or two. Like it, it, you were down, and Jamal in the fourth quarter is like almost getting like ten second violations. It's like, dude, wh- wh- where's the sense of urgency? And that was a part of the reason why the under hit uh, comfortably um, by by almost uh, almost ten full points uh, below the the projected uh, total for both these teams. Part of that was just the Nuggets just playing slow. It's like, dude, you got to go. We got to go here. Like, what are we doing? Uh, you know, people are saying it around me. You know, where I'm sitting. Like, why 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 are you why are you like? It's almost like in football. Like when you run the ball to bleed the clock. It's like, well, why are you acting like you're up nine? That you're up ten? You're not, dude. You get, you got to go. Got to go. Um, so that was that was just disappointing. That was just really disappointing from Jamal all the way around. Um, uh, KCP, you know, again, huh, okay, you know, not not enough of a reason um, uh, why they won. I thought Zeke Naji had some bright spots, um, but also some real low lights defensively. Real low lights. Um, there was a couple of possessions. I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Um, the overcommitting nature of some of his defense, um, you know, getting beat off the dribble a couple times. Again, you know, still young basketball player, and you take the you take the positives, but um, I don't want to just with a broad stroke say that he played well because that's that, that's not the full story. Um, yeah, DeAndre Jordan uh, was mostly an eyesore uh, coming off that game uh, that he had the uh, a previous game in Dallas where it was like the band of brothers without their guys. I thought he played great, pulled down, you know, 17 rebounds to go with eight points in that like upsetting win over Dallas. Really, really, really nice win. Um, to follow that up with, you know, um, the 11 minutes of just, and I know that the stats, they pulled down four rebounds, had to assist. Um, man, there was a couple Really embarrassing possessions, especially his first stint in there. It's like he had like uh, mayonnaise on his hands. Um, you know, not quite to the viral nature of what was the Celtics possession a couple weeks ago, where um, little guard, what's his name, looking at him in the college, his green college jersey, a uh, uh, Peyton Pritchard. Um, n- not not to the not to the extent of that, where you know Rob Perez is going to repurpose your stuff, um, but it was bad. It was just bad. Um, he's been mostly above my projection this year. What I saw on Tuesday night was what I thought we were going to see on the whole uh, for DeAndre Jordan. So kind of good that it hasn't been that way, but also um, that was bad. He was he was not very good. Um, Bones Highland uh, doesn't play the second half, plays just nine minutes. We'll obviously keep our eye on that. I have no idea why Christian Brown played just three minutes. I, I really don't. I have no idea. Um, that kid should play every single night. That kid wants to play hard and plays the right way, that game on Tuesday night actually set up for him, I thought, uh, with a lifeless Nuggets team. Play the rookie, you know, in his, you know, whatever it is, 11th game, whatever it is for, for, for Christian Brown. Um, and just, I, I, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, so no excuses for this one, guys. No excuses. Um, this, was, this was bad. This was bad. So let's just, let's just own it, lean into it. Um, actually, Jokic said after the game uh, that that was a bad loss. It was kind of nice to hear him him actually say that. Uh, you don't hear him uh, say that all too often. But call a spade a spade. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich looked like freaking Larry Bird out there. Um, Alec Burks looked like I don't know. Uh, 
Those guys should not have beat you. Uh, but shout out to CU. Shout out to CU. Um, I didn't realize that guy. Uh, I did not realize that Alec Burks had been in the league as long as he has. He's been in the league since 2011. It's over a decade uh, in the association uh, for the former uh, 12th overall pick uh, coming out of CU. Um, okay, uh, th- that'll just about do it. I'm, I'm not going to uh, dissect the game any any further than that. Um, had the Nuggets showed up the way that the fans did, uh, you're the number one seed in the Western Conference. How about that? And it's, it's too early to obsess over the standings, but had you won that game on Tuesday night, you're the top seed in the West, I believe. Um, and instead, because you didn't, if the season ended today, uh, you're, you're in the play-in. But here's the good news. Season doesn't end today. This thing's a marathon, all right? Nuggets are 10-7, and seven, all right? 4-2 uh, and two at home. They're going to turn around. They're going to go play Oklahoma City tonight, and at the time of recording, it's a Wednesday afternoon. Um, did a show uh, live downtown, uh, then drove back to the studio, which is uh, something I've never done before, but we hadn't recorded yet this week, and I uh, wanted to make sure that we did record uh, before we take a couple days off for Thanksgiving, uh, which brings me to me being thankful uh, to you, the listener, of this podcast, whether it's the first time you're listening or you've been listening from wire to wire or it's your second season, whatever. Um, I don't care. I appreciate you being here. Um, this podcast has become like a, a labor of love for me. Um, we do have a sponsor on it, uh, Superbook Sports, the Superbook app, superbook.com. Really appreciate those uh, awesome folks. But we did it for years without a sponsor. Um, and we still had listenership and, uh, there's loyal listeners and every once in a while I'll be out and someone will say, Hey man, you know, you know, I like the show. Um, but I also really like the podcast. Um, and we have some people that don't listen to the show regularly. Um, Stokely and Zach, uh, a lot of, you know, so much Broncos, you know, and we have listeners who just like to hear about Nuggets basketball. Um, and that's always flattering when I do hear it. And, um, this time of year, you kind of, kind of take some conscious inventory um, on how lucky um, we are for the things that we have instead of counting up the things that we don't have. Um, so um, I just really appreciate you. That's all I wanted to say. So happy Thanksgiving. Uh, tell a friend about this podcast. Tell another Nuggets fan about this podcast. Um, share it. Uh, like it. Rate it. All that stuff. That's the, really the best way. Um, grassroots here, folks. That's the best way you can support this thing. So uh, Nuggets will be fine. We've talked about this for uh, like the last three weeks. This is like the most chaotic travel month I can remember uh, on an NBA schedule. So disjointed. Um, so, I mean, just so many away games. Nuggets have the most away games, least amount of home games so far of any NBA team. To which I say, perfect. Because you're 10 and 7. You're about to get through this month. And the chickens are going to come home to roost. And water is going to find its level. And you're going to play a bunch of home games. And... The Nuggets should be, um, you know, uh, going on runs at home and putting W's in their pockets, and we'll see how this all uh, ages. So just got to get through this month, get through this sickness that's kind of going through the team right now, um, get over this hump, and um, and then you you kind of, you know, next thing you know, you'll be getting to Christmas, and then the NBA season, like, really picks up um, and, and becomes more uh, on the center stage of, of the sporting calendar uh, as well. So, um, okay, I'll leave it there for now. Guys, thanks again for being here. And whatever happens over these next few days in Oklahoma City, in Los Angeles against the Clippers, we'll be talking about it early next week on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
Thank you for tuning into the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.